scripture reading. Today, the scripture reading is from Psalm 119, verse 17 to 24, and verses 49 to 56, and it can be found on page 956. Do good to your servant, and I will live. I will obey your word. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. I am a stranger on earth. Do not hide your commands from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your laws at all times. You rebuke the arrogant who are cursed and who stray from your commands. Remove from me scorn and contempt, for I keep my statute, your statutes. The rulers sit together and slander me, your servant will meditate on your decrees. Your, statu your statutes are my delight. They are my counselors. And now to verse 49. Remember your word to your servant, for you have given me hope. My comfort in my suffering is this. Your promise preserves my life. The arrogant mock me with restraint, but I do not turn from your law. I remember your ancient laws, O Lord and I find comfort in them. Indignation grips me because of the wicked, wicked who have forsaken your laws. Your decrees are the theme of my song wherever I lodge. In the night I remember your name, O Lord, and I will keep your law. This has been my practice. I obey your precepts. Well, that's hard to compete with that little reader. You can stay up here and just, uh, I got a few pages you can read. <laughs> no? Okay. Thanks for that anyways. And, and uh, yeah, as we carry on with our uh, service here, I chose a, a sermon from a pastor that we used to have in Nobleford, Pastor Jim Zondervan. Some of you may know him. His daughter, um, Sarah and Bindard, were part of our church for a while. And we were uh, blessed to have him as a pastor. And, and uh, they definitely recycled Pastor Zondervan in southern Alberta because he had taken five different churches that called him after he, four after he left Nobleford. So uh, he went to High River, and then he went to Granham, and then to Tabor, and he retired from preaching at uh, Lethbridge First, which now in the meantime has disbanded too. So a very well... Uh, very well-liked pastor and uh, just a wonderful person to have as a shepherd. So I chose one of his sermons, and it's entitled, Strangers in the World. Have you ever felt like a duck out of water? Have you ever felt uncomfortable, out of place? like you just don't belong. Perhaps you went somewhere in casual clothes while everyone else was in more formal attire and you felt rather conspicuous and out of it. Or maybe you found yourself in a group of people who were swearing 
or telling off-colored jokes, and you didn't quite know what to do or how to react. Or you go to a birthday party, but are there, but are the only one who forgot to bring a gift. Or maybe, you, maybe the gift that you brought is obviously the cheapest. The recipient can barely hide her disappointment. From time to time, we all feel conspicuous or out of place, like we don't belong. According to this, these scripture passages, God's people, Christians, should always feel somewhat out of place in this world. They ought to feel like strangers, pilgrims, aliens, like ducks out of water, out of their proper environment. The psalmist said, I am a stranger on earth. A phrase, the phrase, wherever I lodge, in verse 54, literally means, in my temporary house. According to Hebrew 11, Hebrews 11, the heroes of faith admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. Peter describes his Christian readers as aliens and strangers in the world. As strangers in the world, we are disturbed by many things. Our own, mortal, our own morality can be distressing. Children grow up. Parents grow old. In the countryside, one can see many abandoned farm places. At one time, the houses were probably dream homes, but now are dilapidated and the people are long gone. If you have not seen the friends or acquaintances for a, of your youth lately, it might surprise you to see that they too are now that they too now have gray hair. It reminds us that we are growing older, and life is going by rapidly. Also distressing is the fact that bad things happen to basically good people, to God's people. There was a fine Christian woman who was very active in her church. Once she took her son's paper route while he was at a cadet camp out. Somewhere along the line, she fell, severely damaging her ankle. In fact, later she ended up on crutches. Although in considerable pain, she wanted to finish the route before going to the doctor. To save a few agonizing steps, she hobbled across a lawn. Halfway across the lawn, the door opened up and an angry voice shouted, What's the matter with you, walking on the grass? Someone your age ought to know better. She saw some humor in that later. Other things that happen to us are no laughing matter. Not now, not ever. They are downright distressing or discouraging and remind us of how vulnerable we really are. The psalmist was well aware of his weakness and frailty. In the psalms we read both high and low points in the life of faith. Like the psalmist, there are times when spiritually speaking we feel like we could soar with the eagles. A short time later, however, we seem to be waddling around like penguins. Our own instability can be distressing. Something that ought to distress us is when God is ignored or dishonored. The psalmist said, Indignation grips me because of the wicked who have forsaken your law. When God's law is broken, people get hurt. God is offended, and society suffers the consequences. Whether we observe it or experience it, we know that life is simply unfair. For example, God's gifts are not evenly distributed. 
Professional athletes earn more, far more than farmers, although farmers, a farmer's work is far more important. Athletes merely amuse us. Farmers actually feed us. Injustice occurs every day and in all aspects of human life. The problems of the world seem so overwhelming that we are tempted just to throw our hands in despair. But strangers in the world are not alone in the world. In one Bible, in one Bible version, Psalm 119, 49-56 is entitled, God's word is my comfort and guide, whatever the circumstances. The psalmist wrote, My comfort is in my suffering. My comfort in my suffering is this. Your promise preserves my life. I remember your ancient laws, O Lord, and I find comfort in them. He found comfort not only in Scripture, but in the Scripture's author. You have given me hope. A Christian author once said, Life is unfair. Get over it. His point was that in an imperfect world filled with imperfect people, problems are inevitable. So do, so do not expect too much. While our life's book will certainly have a happy ending, there is some sadness on almost every page. Children soon discover that life isn't fair. There are times in your lives when bruised knees or broken dreams have brought tears to your eyes. You have probably experienced how some children and older people can be downright nasty or unkind. Maybe you yourselves said or did something that made you feel bad, that gave you a guilty conscience. Life simply isn't fair. Some people have great beauty or brains, health or wealth, while our portion seems rather small. Diseases and accidents happen to both believers and unbelievers. The Bible reminds us that while life may be unfair at times, and people might be unkind, God is always just and loving. Peter reminds his readers that they are God's elect, strangers in the world who have been chosen. Being God's chosen people does not keep us from life's storms, but it is our security in life's storms. Another psalmist reminds us that God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. When we are in the midst of a storm, we usually ask God to calm it. Until he does, we may pray, Lord, keep me afloat during this storm. The sea around us might be raging, but in our hearts there can be peace of God. Psalm 4 says, Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call to him. Children and young people and adults need to know that they are children of God. The awareness of God's presence helped Jacob on his way. Once he was alone under the stairs, under the stars, running for his life, when he saw a stairway with angels on it. He woke up and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. How awesome is this place? Then he continued his journey. If only we could live each moment of every day with that awareness, thinking surely the Lord is in this place and in my life. Because of that, how awesome is this place? 
And how awesome is life itself an eternal life? Even though you might feel out of place at times, feel as though you don't belong, you do belong to your Savior. Because you belong to Him, live for Him. Peter writes, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Abstaining is not a very popular concept, yet young and older people need to abstain from the sinful desires that the world against, that war against our souls. Parents, teachers, or pastors might say it too. But first of all, it is your God, your Savior, who says, abstain from sinful desires. He does not want us to lose the battle for our souls. It is hard enough to abstain from sinful words and actions. How can we abstain from sinful desires? Perhaps we can't keep inappropriate thoughts from crossing our minds from time to time, but we can keep them from staying there. We can't prevent them from using the road, but we can put up no parking signs and we can enforce that rule. Peter urges us to live good lives among those who don't believe. Many people are concerned about treasures on earth, but Christians desire spiritual riches. Christians are thankful for what they do have, not angry or bitter about what they don't have. Christians confess and repent their faults, but are not obsessed with them. They know that they have physical, mental, emotional, financial limitations. They accept God's love and forgiveness and do their best. A man once claimed that he was a war baby, that his parents had taken one look at him and started fighting. Like him, every one of us has limitations, whether real or imagined limitations that we have to live with. The good news is that God loves us. Hopefully, God's children never waste our time wishing for things that others have or wishing that we were more beautiful, athletic, or intelligent than we are. Hopefully we realize how beautiful and special we are in the eyes of God and in the eyes of those who love us. Hopefully we enjoy ourselves, our lives, our Lord, and develop the unique gifts He has given us. Hopefully we first seek first God's kingdom and God's will for our lives. Hopefully we will be the best that we can be for God's glory and for our own good. Though we travel as strangers or temporary residents, the Lord wants us to do good along the way and to promote the well-being of church and society. The pilgrim Abraham was a great man of faith who interceded for Sodom and rescued Lot. Like Abraham, Peter urges believers to make a difference in this world for God and for good. All of us are called to be part of God's rescue squad who, threw, who throw out the lifeline and who fulfill our part of the Great Commission. Many of us have been strangers at some time in our lives, newcomers to a certain city or community. After living for a while, in a place. People usually become more and more comfortable. They adjust, 
and may even adopt some of the customs and traditions of their new home. In time, they no longer feel like strangers. Yet Scripture warns us not to become too comfortable here on earth. The Bible does not promise us comfortable lives. It teaches us that our lives on earth are temporary, and that, spiritually speaking, even when we are in the world, we are not of it. It informs us of the comfort that comes from knowing that we belong to Jesus. A company once spent, sent pamphlets in the mail containing the phrase, An investment in paradise. No place on earth is a paradise. In reality, we make an investment in the true paradise when we commit our lives to Jesus. Paradise is the place where we will no longer again feel alone, out of place, discouraged, or sad. As we travel there, we pray, I am a stranger on earth. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. Your decrees are the theme of my song wherever I lodge. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty and loving God, we bless you for the gift of your word, and we pray now for the grace to believe what we have heard and to live in ways that honor you above all. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we'll have a song of response, Be Thou My Vision. <clears throat> 